everybody. How was your sleep? Good. Cold? A freaking men. It was freezing. Um, <clears throat> so good times, good times. You gonna get some water? Well, obviously my name is Taylor. You should know that if you don't. I don't you've been under a rock for the last 48 hours. Um, but my name is Taylor, and I'm going to take this session and um, let Jesus just use me to say something to you. That's, that's all I want. That's my biggest desire is that God comes down and says something to you, and it just happens to be through my mouth. Does that make sense? But first, before we go there, because Trey had to be fancy and show pictures, I have to show a picture. Um, and it's also because everybody harasses me about this that I have to show this video because <clears throat> I don't have my dog right now. So I haven't been able to get my daily dose of Insta videos in. So I'm going to play this special video from a while back. It's one of my favorite video clips. So please play this 18-second video. with her little tongue and <clears throat> for those who deny me the privilege of referring to her as a kid I give you this <laughs> that's me as a baby on the left and that's Stella as a baby I mean come on we both have the tongue thing going on so uh, <clears throat> Noah argue that okay you can get rid of that picture because I always feel like I, I look like I have an issue the problem is that I actually still can be caught in moments of concentration doing this. So that's why. Okay, before we get started, I actually want everybody to stand up. Oh, Jesus, I just thank you, Father that you're faithful and you give us grace, Jesus, and that I can trust you, Lord. <clears throat> okay, I want everybody to spread out, like, where you can open your arms and not be touching someone. You don't have to, like, run to China. Just, like, spread out where you can't touch someone. <clears throat> okay. You should have plenty of space. And you probably need a little bit of space in front of you, too. Just maybe. It depends on how, like, active you are. Okay. You're going to immediately know where this is going. But just bear with me, okay? You remember the video we watched last night that Trey played? Okay. We are going to do our own version of that. I just feel like watching that. I've seen that clip thousands of times. And watching it again last night, I was just like, I was just like, I want that. She's innocent. Nobody's planted anything in her mind yet. And she's standing in front of that mirror, and she means every bit of what she says. Because, you know, sometimes when you get older and you've been through a ton of crap, you can look in the mirror and you can, like, be telling you those things, and you're like, who is that robot saying that crap? Because you don't know where it's from. 
and just watching it again last night, I was like, <laughs> the funny part, my favorite, one of my favorite parts in that clip is she's like, I like my house. And she claps. And I was thinking about my current living condition. And I was like, I just need to wake up in the morning and be like, I love this bathroom. I love this, this. And I, and I just want us this morning, I'm going to set a timer for 30 seconds. I'm opening my timer, and you are just going to go to town. Not, don't go to town, please, Isaac. You are just going to go to town, do a swing your arms, stomp your feet, whatever it is for you, screaming it out. I want us to be vocal, really vocal about this, okay? And you know what? I think, um, like, I totally am, I'm totally on board with this stay humble, my friends. Like, I'm totally on board with that. And um, I strive to live a life of humility too. What? Is that right? Like humbleness? Humility, humbleness. Sorry, I like freaked out there for a second that I, I like was saying I try to live a life where I humiliize myself all the time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, is humiliize a word? Okay, humiliate. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I, I get it. I get that we're supposed to be humble. And I, I'm totally in full support of that. But somewhere along the line, just like everything else in the world, somebody like starts something with good intentions and then somebody takes it and they're like, I'm going to run off a cliff with it. And so somewhere along the wi- a lo- line, we went from like, hey, let's be humble about this, bro, to like, Don't you say something nice about yourself? You can't do that. That's haughty. That's vain. That's this. That's, oh, you're so full of yourself. Somewhere along the line, we went from like a a real true humbleness to like, especially in the church, you better never say something good about yourself. Because that like, that is like, man, Caleb just can't shut up about himself. He's all that, look at my clean shoes. I love my clean shoes. And I'm like, People in Africa don't have clean shoes, Caleb. And um, so this morning, for this exercise, I just want us, I'll start my timer for 30 seconds, and I just want us to say all the things that you are afraid to say about yourself, but that are actually true. Does that make sense? Like, sometimes, sometimes, and I don't know, maybe this is a girl thing, probably, most likely, sometimes... You can be thinking, man, I really like my nail polish today. And then you're like, oh, God, I better not, like, better not say that because everybody will be like, think, oh, she's so vain, you know, and all that stuff. But I want you to think all the stuff that you actually really like about yourself or that you're proud about yourself for accomplishing or that you love in your life. Think about those things, and we're going to spend 30 seconds just screaming them out with, with the passion that we have inside that should be released. And be proud of what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Think about that little girl. Put, put yourself there where nobody, nobody's scrolled on your brain yet. You have, you're just mindless. Yes. And you're just going to just declare those things, okay? Are we ready? Does everybody understand? Can everybody be brave? Everybody. Can everybody be brave? Okay, I'm going to be brave, but I'm actually going to turn around because that's just weird. Gabe and I don't want to be, like, screaming at each other. So, okay, are you ready? Three, two, oh, wait. 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, there we are. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Stop. Just stop. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good. Some of us went eight seconds over. You're really into it. I love it. All right. Sit down. You guys feeling good about yourself? You should. You are creation's of God, and you should feel good about that. You should feel good about that. And I I mean, maybe I'm the only person in the world who's ever not felt so great about that. Or like, well, yeah, everybody, everybody actually is a creation of God. I'm just the one that accidentally had, like, there wasn't enough dirt left. Or like, I got the rib from Adam that was, like, really stinky or something. I don't know. Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes you just think, you think ridiculous things that just are not true about yourself. And, and this, is not, this, is not just, this is not just a girl thing. This is not just girls, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I don't like my nose, or whatever. I've always thought it was funny when people don't like their noses because I'm like, it's a nose. But um, this, this applies to everyone everywhere. You are more than enough. You were literally put here by the creator of the universe. And we have to stop taking that for granted, and we have to stop being so small-minded about that. Joe, I don't know why. I just keep making eye contact with you. You must feel safe. So I'm just going to keep making eye contact with you, okay? Okay. Um, What I actually feel on my heart when I think about you guys and when I think about today, um, to give you a little backstory too on the, if you didn't notice, if you haven't, and this year's camp is called You and I. Does everybody get that? Everybody saw that? Okay. <clears throat> so um, on, on that, so that you can kind of know where the heart from that is coming from, um, who came to take me deeper last year? And the same thing happened with Take Me Deeper last year. We were like, God, God, you know, we need a name for camp. What do we do? What do we call it? And they're like, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we took a walk. And we're just, like, walking in the 110-degree heat at night. And we're like, what are we going to call And we're spitting things back and forth, not actual spit. And um, we're just, you know, and then God finally tells us. He's like, take me deeper. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And then it was like even harder this year. So finally one day, um, Caleb, I was like, Caleb, we just need to take a walk. Let's just go for a walk. So again, in the like 100 degree heat at night, we're like going for a walk and we're just like, man, it just is like 
you just have to start spitting out all the like ba- I don't know why I like to use spitting out, but just releasing. You just have to get out all the like bad ideas sometimes. So we're walking around and we're like, hmm, I just I want it to be about this and I want them to connect with this. And I want them to get this and have this. And so we're like, hmm, how about the redeepening? <laughs> like, no. Or take me even deeper. Or <laughs> the depths, the deepest depths of the depths and beyond, you know, all this stuff. And we're like, no, you know. It was hilarious if we could have been there. Um, but then finally, we're walking back. Like, our walk is almost over. And I'm like, oh, man, we went on. We didn't even get a name. And our walk is almost over. We're just, camp is not going to have a name this year. It's going to be Camp Nameless. And, oh, I think that's concentration camp in history, so I don't want to do that. But we're like, what are we going to do, you know? And then finally, uh, it just like, it just, God was like, boop, you and I. And I immediately started thinking of the Michael Buble. Does anybody listen to Michael Buble? The Michael Buble song is about you and I. It's obviously, it's a love song because he's like super suave and has that like smoky love song voice, you know? And uh, we pulled it up, and we're listening to it, and it was just like, that made sense. You and I, for what what we were wanting for you guys is to connect with Jesus on your own own personal way. Because what what has happened is, um, and in the deeper way, no, no harm in using deep again, but connecting with God in a way that makes sense to you. And making it personal and making that commitment in a way that fits you. Because I realized not too tragically long ago, I realized that we push Jesus and we encourage Jesus. And we're like, Josh, have you been spending time with Jesus? And Josh is like, well, yeah, sort of, you know. And, and, and it's like all of a sudden I wondered one day, I was like, what they think when I ask that question. Like, I'm pretty sure if someone asks me that question, they're like, yo, Ty, have you been spending time with Jesus, you know? I'm like, I'm Ty, and I'm thinking, well, I didn't read my Bible this morning for an hour, and I haven't fasted in three months, so no, I haven't. I haven't been spending time with the Lord, you know? I think I think that that's what's been happening because it feel th- some of those things feel impossible. Am I right or am I wrong? Sometimes it feels impossible um, because there was, um, just like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes something is started with, like, the absolute best intentions, and it's a revelation to someone. But then another person comes along and, like, sort of takes it in so too far, uh, unintentionally. And I think somewhere way back in history or something, a really great person discovered that they heard from the Lord at 5.45 in the morning. And that was when God came. And that was when God spoke. And, and I, I believe it. It's true. And that's when they had visions from the Lord. They wrote bo- books with the Lord. They wrote songs with the Lord. And, and that was when. It was um, making the sacrifice, you know, letting it cost them something by getting up at, at 5.40 in the morning so that they could be ready at 5.45 for God's visit. And that's what happened. And they started, that person started sharing with someone, I, you know, this is how this happens. And then 
people take it upon themselves and they're like, okay, well then I want to hear from the Lord. Gabe, don't you want to hear from the Lord? I want to write books with God. So someone, they're like, okay, we got to get up at 540 in the morning. And that, for that person, that was like impossible, like not going to happen because they wake up. If you're me, you wake up and you're like, oh yes, Jesus. And I'm a morning person. And still I like wake up and I'm like, oh Jesus, your scripture's so back asleep and, and then and then like hours later I'm like oh drool I'm like oh I was just dreaming with God that's what we were doing you know and, and so uh, do you see where I'm going here I think that that started happening and then somewhere when um, some youth pastor picked up it just kept trickling down the line and someone was like okay guys you need to be spending your quiet time with the Lord and everybody was like crud I have to get up at 5.30 every morning? Like, how am I going to do that? I have tests, and I have stuff, and I have things. And then there were some that were like, yes! I love 5.30. It's my favorite time of day in the morning. And, and it works for them. But I'm telling you, it doesn't work for everybody. And so I want to come, come and kind of correct, encourage you to try something new. Tell yourself that it actually is possible to have a relationship with God, to have a, a strong, deep connection with God in a way that says Devin, in a way that says Natalie, in a way that is personal to you. It came to me so, so strong. I was like, oh, man, this makes so much sense. Because uh, if you don't know, I'm the oldest of four girls. And uh, I, have, I have grown up with a fantastic father my whole life. And that, that's a very an honor and a privilege that I have to have had a good father who invested in us and spent time with us. He never spanked us. He just pretended to spank us until that one time I kicked a hole in the youth room wall. But I was too old to get a spanking. Um, no, but I, so I grew up with a good dad, right? And three little sisters. Well, dad would, um, Dad would hang out with us, or he would do stuff with us, or he would express his love to us, but it was not the same way to each of us. So, um, for instance, Dad, with me, we might um, I, we might play guitar, or um, go look at guitars, or something like that, or or go go see a movie, or go see dinner, and then go see dinner, go eat dinner, and then with Mariah, that that doesn't work the same way because Mariah she may be my sister and we may be blood relatives but her her makings are not like mine God did not make her if you know Mariah she ain't like me no. <laughs> and so God or dad would totally do something different with her probably um they play this game where it's this competition where they turn on rock music and you have to guess the band and the uh, author, like, before anybody else. And it's super stressful. I hate that game. But Mariah and even Kylie, they love that game. And it's like a competition. And, and that's something Dad does with them. And with, with Mariah, he, you know, he gets to joke around and harass and laugh and stuff like that. And then, then you have Kylie. And Kylie's a totally different person. And then you have Mia. And he connects with Mia in a different way. They're going to go, like, take something apart and, and like, shoot something or I don't know. The 
Mia, I love Mia. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? It's different. Do you, does anybody have siblings? Yes. Thank God right now for your siblings because they will be your best friends someday if they're not already. <laughs> Would you say that especially, okay, let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Kyle. That's you. Yeah. Not the other Kyle. You, Kyle. Kyle, would your dad go hang out with you the same way that he hangs out with Natalie? No? Are you, being, are you just doing that for the sake of not embarrassing me? Or, like, would you go get a pedicure with your dad? Be honest. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay, did you hear that? He'll go running with Kyle or take Natalie shopping. What's that like to go shopping with your dad? Really? That's awesome. <laughs> so he hangs out. You would say he hangs out with you in different ways. He connects with you in different ways. And that's my whole point trying to stress to you is that God wants to hang out with you in a way that makes sense to you, in a way that's attainable for you. Because I want you to have it. Because my heart, my heart is passionate and burns for you to have it because... I'm not standing here like some angelic being or I've never had a struggle in my life, but I have been fortunate my, my whole life to have a, a, a strong relationship with the Lord that has never, it's never faded. I've, I've never made some huge ma massive mistake or, or something like that. I've, I've always had the Lord with me. And this isn't about, it's not about whether you make mistakes or not. It's just about that you can have that kind of tenacity. You can have that kind of push through. You can have that kind of connection with the Lord that takes you through anything and everything and brings you out of things. But I think you have to have it in a way that is personal to you. And I th that's what we've been missing because we're trying to have a relationship with Jesus like Kyle trying to go shopping with his dad and pretending that it's fun when really he's like, man, I wish we could just go running. But instead, I have to go shopping because that's what everybody else does with dad is they go shopping. So I have to go shopping and I'm just super miserable because I'd rather be running. That's literally, I would never say that in real life, ever, ever. I would love for my dad to take me shopping. That would be wonderful. Um, okay, so I want to read this, the one scripture I have that popped out of me. Is anybody familiar with the Passion Translation? Um, this is the Romans Passion Translation. And I have this um, chunk of scripture that I want to read in closing. And I want to just, I, I just want to pray over you guys. And I want to pass on. I, I feel like I, I don't know exactly how to say it. I just there's been such a grace on my life to have lived as long as I've lived. Oh God. <laughs> there's been such a grace on my life to have everything that I have. And 
And, and it's so much more than things because <clears throat> let's go take a look at Caleb and I's cars or Caleb's car. Or, you know, let's, you can look at all these physical things that just don't, they're like, wow, that's not super great. I don't want to live like Taylor lives like. I, it's so much more than that. There's, there's such joy and satisfaction and real, real connection in my life. And I've had such, there's just always been such a grace that it's just easy for me to understand that loving God is real. It's just been easy for me to understand that he's always there. I have not, I am not this like person that is like devoted, studious person. I'm not. I encourage anyone to be and I should definitely work on it harder. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not that person. And for a while, that's where my struggle was because I was like, man, I grew up with so many people in, in, my, in my family that are like, study the word, study the word, study the word. And yes, please, please, let's study the word. But I always felt so like blocked. Like, how do I study the word? How do I study the word? And then, and then one day it was just like, Taylor, I'm here. I'm just here. We're just, we're just hanging out. And he's like, my, my connection with God is constant. And it's not this like every day at work, I'm like, sorry, I got to take a break real quick. God, I love you. Like, it's not, it's not like that. It's literally so simple. It's literally just like, Ooh, what do you think about that? Or just the crossing thought and thinking, knowing that he's there, that he's at my job that I don't super enjoy, that he's on my drive that I don't super enjoy, that he's there when the things that I'm enjoying and it's not this thing that you have to strain for or have worked for. It's just that he's there. And I want, I, I so want for, for people to understand that. My heart wants for you to know that. Because that is what will get you through life. That is where the success will come. That is where the joy will come. That, that is where the dreams come true is knowing that he's constantly there caring about you and constantly for you. And so I just want to read this scripture, and, I, and then when I pray for you, I'll explain that later because I, I kind of hate when people are like, I'm going to read the scripture, and then 10 minutes goes by, and they're like, I'm going to read the scripture, and then 10 min- more minutes go by, so I'm actually going to read the scripture, okay? All right, so it's in Romans 1, and I'm just going to read. It's like a little paragraph of scriptures okay all right my name is paul a loving and loyal servant of the anointed one jesus he called me to be his apostle and set me apart with a mission to reveal god's wonderful gospel i write this letter to all his beloved chosen ones in rome or stillwater oklahoma For you have been divinely summoned to be holy in his eyes. May his joyous grace and total well-being flowing from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you. My commission is to preach the good news. Yet it is not entirely new, but the fulfillment of the hope promised to us through the many prophecies found in the sacred scriptures. For the gospel is all about God's Son. As a man, he descended from David's royal lineage, but as the mighty son of God, he was raised from the dead and miraculously set apart with a display of triumphant power supplied by the spirit of holiness. 
And now he is our Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, a joy-producing grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into a faithful commitment to Jesus to bring honor to his name. And this is really, this part is really the only part that I really want to get across to you. It's verse 6. And you, you are among the chosen ones who received the call to belong to Jesus, the anointed one. You have received the call to belong somewhere. You have been handpicked and chosen to belong somewhere. And I challenge you that that somewhere is with him. And then it, and then it just leaks out from there and spreads out from there. And so I just want to pray over us. And you can sit or you can stand, whatever you want to do. Father, I just thank you for, for your special love. Really, God, all I, all I want and all I feel that you want from heaven this morning is for everybody in here to know real, true love from you, God. We hear about it a lot, but it's not often real to us. And so, Jesus, I just ask for that real, true knowing of your presence to fall in this room. For a tangible experience, a tangible connection with you, God. For you to be very real this morning. And if right now you're thinking you're unreachable, that's a lie. It is easy for God to reach you. Simple. Jesus, I thank you that this morning that we know you, Father. We know your heart this morning. I'm just going to ask the leaders and interns to come forward. And we'll just have a little time of prayer.
So I feel in my heart that what I can give you, I want to give you. And I feel like what I've had is a history with God. And what I've had is a constant knowing of his love. It doesn't always mean that I've felt wonderful. But in the back of my heart, I've always known that anything else other than that was a lie. I've always known that. And so I feel like what I, can ha- what I have, I want to pass on to any who choose or want it. To have the constant knowing that it's you and I. I have family. I have a wonderful earthly father and mother. I have a wonderful husband. But at the end of the day, It's you and I. And that has, that has been anything, anything good that I have in my life is because of that. It's so, so because of that. And and I am a very diligent, hardworking person. I love to earn. I love to work. But in the, at, at the end of the day, that's not what brings me happiness. That's not what brings me fulfillment. That's not what brings me closer to God. <coughs> so, if you would like, from this point on, to have a resting blanket of knowing. I don't know, I, I don't even know what to call it. Just an, a constant presence of God in your life that is real and tangible. Where it's easy for you to hear and to know that was God. Where it's easy for you to come into a room and immediately just connect with his heart. Where it's easy. Guys, it was so easy for me to know what I wanted nothing to do with. It was so easy for me to know what I wanted to fight for. It was so easy for me to say no to people. That is nothing but supernatural. Because I realized those things are hard. And it was nothing but easy for me. And I want that for you. I want it to be simple for you. To look at things and say, nope. And to look at other things and say, absolutely. And to never question it. So, if you would like that sort of blessing grace on your life I just ask you to stand and I'm going to pray over you and then you can absolutely feel free to come forward and seek more prayer from our leaders up here and like you just like Trey said bring in your snow shovels just double dip all you want
Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift, God. I thank you for the love. I thank you for the testimony. I thank you for the knowing, Jesus. I thank you for picking me, God. And right now, Father, you see this room. You see these people. You see these yeses, God. You see these desires. And right now, Jesus, I just ask for a Holy Spirit bank transfer from my bank account to theirs, God. They have everything in you, Jesus. Let them always know. Let it always be real. Let it always be black and white, God. This is yes, this is no. And never look back. You're a constant presence, Jesus. And that same gift, that same blessing that you put on me, Jesus, I ask for them to have it too. I ask for them to receive it too, Father. That from now, from this day forward, they just continue to build a relationship and a history with you that says, this is personal between me and God. And they will know, Father, and they will never doubt. They don't have to go through the dark, dark times. (laughs) They don't have to question whether what happened on this day was real or not. It will always be real. You will always be the loudest voice in their head. You will always be the strongest influence in their life. You will always be the yes in their heart. You will always be the green light on their road. You will always be with them. You will always be for them. I thank you, Father, (laughs) that you're so big enough to do that. You're so big enough to say what has been a revelation to one person can be a revelation to a thousand. And so I, I share that with them this morning, Father. I may not have dollar bills to give them, God, but giving them an eternity with you is so much richer. Thank you for it, Jesus. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for being so big and so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. So if you'd like further prayer, further confirmation, or another blessing on your head, 
go ahead and you can totally come forward and have someone agree with you in prayer. There's no such thing as getting too much prayer this week. That's not a real thing. So the floor is open. You just come, seek, seek out whatever you want. Don't be afraid to seek out what you want. Seek out help. Seek out encouragement. Seek out confirmation. Whatever it is, seek, seek out some love. Seek out some friendship. Don't be afraid. that coming from the opposite of end of constantly wondering if God thought I was like the like a dirty diaper like you know when you get into Walmart and some person threw their dirty diaper in the, on the parking lot and you're like who does that I felt like that dirty diaper I guess in the story and I was like nobody wants to pick me up nobody likes me and uh and so I can totally relate with like feeling like I need to do something f- to make God like pay attention to me and the fact that with Taylor, I, it's been such ministry to me marrying her because I constantly had that, like, condemnation and shame and, like, feeling disconnected all the time because I thought I had to do something. And just, she's so relaxed. I'm like, you haven't read your Bible in, like, three weeks. I'm just being real. There was a time. And, and I'm like, and you're having a great time with God? How dare you? <laughs> and I'm sitting over miserable studying every day. Like, <laughs> I can't connect. Uh, so that grace, guys, that's so important. I encourage you, if that meant something to you. And I think there were some people in here that you really wanted to do the mirror thing, but you guys are prideful. And uh, when you get some alone time, you should go ahead and do that. What you're afraid to do in front of them and say all the things that you, that you hope are true about yourself. Some of you guys hope things are true about yourself, and you so badly want it to be true, but you keep questioning it. You just need to let it happen, okay? Josh, next time you get in the mirror, man, you just, I'm awesome. I'm good at stuff. I like my face. You know, whatever. I said that. I was like, I like my face. I'm like, what am I talking about? I ran out of things to say. All right. I just have one last thing. Somebody actually kind of made me think about it. Um, I just want to let you, I just want to let you know, and I just want to pray and speak over you that you don't have to go through confusion. That's not. That's a lie. And I. It's somewhere. It just started happening where we're like this certain stage of like high school, and then after high school is like the unknown, and it's like, ooh, what are you doing with your life? And like you're confused about who you are. And I just want to say that's a lie, and we don't accept that anymore. And I just cut that off of any of us in this room, that there is not a confusing season of life. That's not like an actual part of growing. That's like, you know, how your bones have to grow. This is not, that's not scientific. A a season of confusion is, we don't receive that. And I just cut that off of all of you. No white noise, no cloud, no fog. You don't have to be confused to end up successful later in life. That's a lie. And I just, I just hate it. And it makes me angry. I was like, Mama Bear angry. Like, no, don't accept the confusion. 
Don't, and, and don't make it too hard. Don't make it hard. Like, I don't know if I'm hearing God. Did God really say red or did he say blue? I don't know. Just make it simple. Okay? Okay. Relax. That's the best advice I can give you if you're trying to connect with God. Relax. Don't take it so serious. And trust. Relax and trust. Did you know God wants to talk more to you than you want to hear him? He wants to talk and be real to you more than you want to experience him. All you have to do is just trust and relax and be patient. Just let him talk to you. Let him come to you, okay? Okay.